1: And together, they are... Oh my god, don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Gay of Dark news. Well, it has been a while since we've been here. Well, I mean, we've always been here.
0: <laughs> we've always been here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean here in front of other people.
0: Yeah, it's been at least six lifetime months, it feels like.
1: I've been alternating staring at the wall (laughs) and staring at my new copy of uncle henry's weekly swap or sell it guide that i got at the store yeah i couldn't (gasps) resist it was on the counter and uh i love a penny saver you know i love a catalog and this is catalog adjacent so how could i resist
0: so <laughs> it's it's a okay wait explain the, what is, is it like a blue book is it like a beanie baby guide it's is like, it like a
1: want ads but is in it, book form which is just wild to me because it's like such a living anachronism you know oh i see a swapper sell it yeah it's made of newsprint
0: oh my god
1: um and i guess it comes out weekly hence the title but this is my first time, so I hope Uncle Henry is gentle. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, because I was born an 81 year old woman. And so yes. you know how I feel about a catalog and this kind of thing. So I'm yes. not even in the market to swap or sell anything. I just want to look at it. So you were
0: you were born an 81 year old woman, which is why you are now a 18 year old woman because you're Benjamin Buttons.
1: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> and I listen. What a different time. Because do they even have Craigslist anymore, or did they get rid of that because of the sex? I think they
1: just got rid of the sex part.
0: Oh, but they still do the Craigslist, the right. the list of Craig. Yeah. So because I used to even growing up, that's how I would when I when it was time to swap out my systems and upgrade to a new video game system. Mm. I would put an ad in the want ads at the grocery store. The grocery store had its own classifieds that you could distribute. Oh i was the enterprising eight-year-old that was like you want my nintendo here's the deal <laughs> and, <laughs> wow uh yeah was, what a time oh i missed that yeah That's well
1: exciting. uncle henry can hook you up wow. so although this only services according to maine new hampshire vermont massachusetts and new brunswick canada
0: oh uh, so. uncle henry's regionally specific yeah so. did you find any good deals or anything you're gonna go for
1: nothing so far but it's funny because it's like it's the worst printing and like it's a newsprint so there'll be a picture of like some piece of farm equipment or something in black and white shitty newsprint taken on you know like a two pixel <laughs> potato phone
0: <laughs>
1: and it's supposed to oh that looks great i'm gonna go buy it so. i love that yeah there's actually penny saver i think penny saver might be california specific
0: Yes, I have seen a penny saver.
1: Yeah. Used Mm -hmm. to love when that showed up in the mail. Didn't even have to go anywhere to get it. (laughs) But Miranda July, you know, Miranda July. Yeah. She wrote, have I ever recommended this to you or have you read it? She's from here. Of course she is. She has a book called It Chooses You, which I've recommended to several people.
0: You have not recommended this to me.
1: Oh, well, everybody but you. (laughs) <laughs> there we go I, it. I can only take so much miranda july because her shit either really resonates with me or it's just so twee and ridiculous that
0: I... thank you sometimes she is so powerful she came up as a performance artist in portland oregon then moved on you know internationally now fucking writer and filmmaker and all these things sometimes like her spoken word audio pieces like incredible Um, but then like me, you and everyone we know watching her like film her feet. I'm like Miranda, (laughs) Miranda, but then she has poop back and forth. And like, I love that. But then filming the feet, I'm like, I can't do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I do recommend it uh, is on the resonance side of the Miranda July rainbow. Uh, it chooses you where she, it was when she was writing. I think she was in the process of writing me and you and everyone we know. And she got a penny saver. And what she would do is go through and find whatever want ad. It's like, for those who don't know, a penny saver, people sell shit through the penny saver. It's like a, a classified want ads, whatever. And she would find entries that piqued her interest. And she would call them and be like, if I pay you for your time, can I come and take a picture and talk about why you're selling this object and what it is and what it means to you? Oh. And all of this. And so she would go to people's homes and kind of just like hear their stories
0: oh right
1: it. and it's it's a really fantastic book i really like it
0: it chooses you yes okay i love that yeah i like that branch see i don't like like relational aesthetics or social practice bullshit art but like um, yeah but sometimes like projects like that are like like i don't know like sophie kai kind of did some similar like that's just about the experience of existing in the world
1: Mm-hmm.
0: i just love that kind of thing yeah
1: i gotta check that out thank check you check it out so check it out maybe i'll write it about uncle henry's weekly swap or sell it guide
0: you should you know i'll
1: be like i'm just doing this Is i'm just gonna be a dollar tree miranda july <laughs> and like i see according to this photo you are selling an off-white square of something <laughs> you tell me about that
0: it looks like there's at least a pixel involved
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and then you start filming your feet. Well,
1: I do that anyway, so.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah? You, you're OnlyFans?
1: Yeah. Just for my, I'm the only subscriber.
0: <laughs> you message yourself for feet?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I have to pay for it. It's so weird. Oh. So, anyway. Did you know that that Cash Me Outside girl has earned, like, $50 million on OnlyFans?
0: What? Yeah. Cash Me Outside, how about that? Yeah.
1: She's, like, an OnlyFans multi 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 millionaire now.
0: Is is it, like, what kind of OnlyFans?
1: I don't know. I don't look at it. But I think it's... I don't think she does nudes. I think there's, like, vague promises of nudes. And all the people who... All the men. Sorry. Sorry. Hashtag not all men, I'm sure. Who were, like, (laughs) (laughs) waiting for her to turn 18... And then when she did turn 18, she opened an OnlyFans. And so I think there's that people that, you know, they went in. And so, I, from what I understand, you do have to pay people to message them on OnlyFans. And so I think she'll be like, message me and get this the hottest picture I've ever taken. And so they'll, like, spend $20 because they think she's finally going to get her tits out, you know? And then it's just, like, her sitting there.
0: Holding a gravy boat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What? Yeah, she's, she could retire.
0: Like, okay, here's the thing. Good for her. But also, like, this just flings me further into, like, a career existential crisis. Oh, sorry,
1: (laughs) pretend I didn't say anything.
0: (laughs) Why have I ever tried? Ever.
1: (laughs) Oh, that crisis passed for me long ago. Oh,
0: that's smart. You're smart. Because if only I had had the wherewithal. To go on, what was it, Maury Povich or whatever, and scream at people? Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil. Oh, and then get fifty million dollars on OnlyFans. Maybe we should start one. Yes. Everyone wants to start OnlyFans. <laughs>
1: I'm sure. I'm sure people are clamoring for Gay Lords of Darkness OnlyFans.
0: Maybe we go on Doctor Phil first, and we start screaming at everybody. And they're like, you guys talk about queer feminist horror films?
1: <laughs> yeah, they, we would end up getting sued for $50 million. There'd be a class action loss <laughs> And we'd try to argue that they knew what they were signing up for. And they'd be like, I know I did, but I still feel entitled. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Girardi suing us and he won? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Anyway, no, that is one project I will put the kibosh on now. Sorry. (laughs) My feet picks are only for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, we're back.
0: We're back. Happy Lifetime Month.
1: Happy Lifetime Month.
0: It has, there was some holes in the calendar, but, you know, Lifetime is a, a precarious beast itself.
1: Time is a precarious beast.
0: We said that going in. Yes, you're right. And now, behold, it is the time of the holidays. Oh, my Lord. One of them's already happened. And now it's already fucking December? Like, I was, I I feel like just a a day ago, I was mourning the end of summer. And now it's already December.
1: Summer's almost here.
0: Summer's almost here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) because it's going to be 70 degrees in Siberia next week, probably. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: on can't my wait. way around baby
0: can't wait
1: Woo-hoo. I'm gonna. where's my aquanet i'm gonna go spray some more hairspray
0: <laughs> get the crunchy bangs always don't you love that god i was what was i watching? oh i was watching blood rage because you know every black friday i scream blood rage i was watching blood rage and it just took me back when he he gets out the spray bottle hairspray but not like aerosolized hairspray but just the hairspray that really like you have to push and it squirts yeah Oh, my God. What just takes me back?
1: Pushing and squirts, baby. Pushing (laughs) and squirting. (laughs) Get those crunchy bangs.
0: Mm. I'm glad you still use Aquanet.
1: Well, you know, stick with the classics. Yes. Once I like something, I never change it. Ever. Ever. (laughs) Literally. So, my underwear still has Holly Hobby on it. (laughs) TMI, TMI! Save it for my OnlyFans! Save it for the fans, <laughs> Oh god, we are oh, to talk about the movie before no. before my bangs get any crunchier, if you know what I mean. <laughs> did, you, did you miss us, everybody? That's oh fine. god, it's like we were never gone. Yeah. So, this movie we're going to talk about this week is not technically a Lifetime movie. No. But it is a part of Lifetime Month. It is a Canadian made-for-television movie, which means it's like Lifetime Junior. America Junior!
0: <laughs> America Junior? That's all you are, kid. Yeah, yeah! America Junior. With your
1: health care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you wish you had freedom. Ugh. So this recommendation came to us from a palsy-walsy. Hell yeah. Colin, our pal Colin over at In The Details Podcast, uh, said, hey, have you seen this gay fatal attraction Canadian made for TV movie?
0: And we said, what?
1: Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. And so here we are. Now I have, though. If he asked again, I would say yes. And we did an episode on it, and apparently you didn't listen. That's fine. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. You want to tell us what to do, but anyway. Yeah,
0: just storm into our (laughs) DMs demanding what we do. Yeah. And then don't listen. Interesting, Colin. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So this movie is that, what I just described. Uh, (laughs) It's called The Phone Call. It's from 1989. It's on YouTube. That's where I saw it.
0: You can watch it in fresh one pixel.
1: Absolutely one pixel it looks like it was filmed on VHS, but <laughs> it looks like it was filmed on VHS and then played and then they recorded the television and that's the version that we saw.
0: We watched it actually in the Uncle Henry swap or sell it guide. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was like a zoetrope trope. Yeah, was... Clippings from the Uncle Henry <laughs> Yeah,
0: it was nice to a tractor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That's fine. That's fine, I say. Oh yeah. So anyway, this movie is a gay Fatal Attraction. The end. <laughs> kind of.
0: Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Yes. 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 It, it there is some deviations, but it follows the general um what you come to expect from that type of storyline.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Without the lurid sex. Right. Well. Instead, true. it's it's just the the terror, of the homosexual panic. Yes. Of, ew, gross.
1: <laughs> While also trying to be like, not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, At kind the of.
1: <laughs> yeah. they're Canadian, so they're nice. You know? Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. Because they everyone mistakes them for gay all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. This movie. First of all, it's weird to do like a
0: Lifetime movie featuring men in the lead roles. I kept thinking this the entire time. Because it's like, we're coming off of Tracy Gold. Tracy Gold shawnee smith meredith baxter bernie stop saying bernie anthony i'm sorry that's just how i grew up knowing her so it's just trapped in my head i need to allow her agency to move on and be her own woman you're right
1: especially since he was abusive
0: he was a horrible person meredith baxter i love calling her mbb i know you're right okay but the bottom line is queens all and then in this movie, like you get the wife, who <laughs> just goes hysteric, and it's great. But like, it's there. It's so interesting because I, I think for it to really feel lifetime, you need you need a homicidal queen. There is a homicidal queen in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but of a different flavor.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's how Canadians say flavor.
0: Yeah, we're trying to, it, it's this, we have to satisfy a DEI requirement for the show yes. w- at least once a year, so we're doing this Canadian-themed one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what happens? Well, okay. It starts in a weird dive bar. This must be what dive bars are like in Canada. There's like a bowl of sour cream on a table. There's a woman in a negligee for no reason. <laughs> yeah, we were like, does she work there? And is this a strip club? Like, it's literally just your average dive bar. But then there's weird stuff, like the woman in the negligee.
0: So there's a fist. This guy's like at this bar at Canadian Roadhouse. And. Uh, he's like arguing with this other guy about something for some reason and then they get into a fight and then his face ends up in the the sour cream or ranch dressing or whatever it is. It's a giant bowl. It's
1: just a bowl full of this stuff on a table.
0: And he essentially gets a ranch dressing swirly and then his face is covered in ranch dressing so he's all, no! And he's crying in the rain covered in ranch dressing. (laughs) And then you save that for later because we'll come back to it because now we're focusing on... um, michael henderson who has a, a a hot job in the world of something
1: something with computers i f- he tells people
0: that computers are cool yeah that's that something. seems to be his job he gives a presentation that like blows everyone away and we don't know what it is but anyway so he's on a conference with his 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 pal see i want to say gal pal I'm used to us talking about queens, but it's like it's not his scalp. I mean, I don't know how he they gender themselves. but anyway, so yes you do. I do. They're, they're dudes so <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lydia Tar. Yeah. So <laughs> go go steal your wife's pills and be haunted. So so he um, he, uh, he's hanging out with his bro and bro's like, hey, I'm gonna call a phone sex line and yeah so he like has this really awkward moment where his friend calls the phone sex line for him and then like pretends to like jizz and all this stuff with the phone sex operator the phone sex operator it's the best phone sex acting i've ever seen in my life (laughs) and this woman is like uh." (laughs) so great (laughs) and you just see her lips until at the end it shows her whole face and she's staring at a watch hoping it's over um so this guy has now now that he has been awkwardly introduced to the world of the phone sex by his friend, that that seed has been planted. So on on, on a random night before he goes back home for the conference, he calls the phone sex line. He gets the operator who connects him to um, a, a real hot new uh, what are they called operator operator another operator operator, <laughs> operator. <laughs> and so he connects him. And he gets ranch dressing man, who now has a new job because he's out of prison. He's working a new job at the phone sex line, and Michael starts having this conversation with Casey, aka ranch dressing man. Has Carrie? A, a, Carrie, thank you, Carrie has, a, and he's. I'm Carrie, and Michael thinks my, because Carrie has like a slightly not deep voice.
1: Well, here's here's what happened. Here's here's we should clarify a little bit. Is that the phone sex line that friend introduced him to was called the main line.
0: And he calls man line.
1: Yeah. When when Michael is finally like at his in his hotel room and he's like, you know what? I think I will jerk off. And then he goes against the phone book. <laughs> goes to look up the main line but he doesn't have glasses and so he confuses it because there's the main line and then there's the man line (laughs) which is the subtext text for men and uh you know by a purely three's company style coincidence he calls the man line Yes. and gets Carrie who has a very androgynous name and a very androgynous voice and so there's this the few moments where Michael thinks he's talking to a woman and Carrie <clears throat> keeps saying I'm not a, am not a woman
0: because he's not <laughs> and so there's some
1: confusion
0: because he'll say like I'm no lady and then Michael is like oh well I'm no gentleman yeah <laughs> And Ranch Dressing is like, no, literally, I'm a, not a woman. And he says, well, then what are you? He says, I'm a man. <laughs> and he says, who, who am I calling here? It he says, I'm calling, you're calling man line. He says, you sick bastard! <laughs> and then Mr. Roper looks at the
1: camera and smiles.
0: Yeah. Suzanne Summers does something hilarious. Yeah. We all love her. She's an icon. <laughs> um, So. So he hangs up in a rage on Casey. Carrie. Carrie. Why did I write Casey? So he hangs up on Carrie uh, in a rage. He's disgusted with himself. Carrie? A rage? (laughs) Two. (laughs) Don't you wish her? I wish her name, because her name is Rachel, and I wish it was Rachel. So anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. So he hangs up. And then this instigates a, a, a meltdown in, in Carrie in which Carrie now demands an apology. So Carrie s- goes to the uh, the boss, the operator, takes all the information, finds Michael's information, which for some reason has his address and everything, finds it, goes to his, his where he's staying at the hotel, confronts him, the bro sees it. And then now there's gay rumors going around the business, whatever business he runs about Michael. It it just it's it's that thing where it, it, it goes complete it gets completely out of line. Carrie keeps stalking him. Um at one point then uh, Michael goes to his house and and beats the shit out of Carrie in like a scene that was actually kind of interesting to watch as a modern-day gay viewer, because I'm like, this movie is funny and like campy, but I don't think it's meaning to be. But um it, it, it's it's essentially a gay bashing you're watching
1: but is carrie gay is carrie gay this is the question carrie obviously carrie is an ex-con uh who got on my nerves very frequently throughout this movie.
0: Well, he's also like shirtless and sweating the entire movie, and
1: making noises. It triggered my Lydia tar. I was like, Do you have to make so many
0: noises. <laughs> Just grab his knee.
1: Yeah. What's all the noises and eh, whatever? He hints at the fact that like he was abused as a child by his father, and but but it doesn't go anywhere. He's talking to a dial tone or something, so we never hear the other end of the conversation. But it's like, okay, so is he just like super damaged from child abuse and he's grown up in a life of crime and nobody loves him and all of this? Is he gay? Are they saying that the childhood abuse from his father made him gay? What? So there's a lot not explained.
0: He also says, because he has conversations to Michael, or yeah, to the dial tone, he'll just talk in his house while he's like shirtless and sweating. And, which usually I'm into, but not as much <laughs> in this one. And so he'll have these conversations with Michael, and and he even says something about like, well, when I was in prison, they did whatever they wanted to me, but they won't be able, no, nope, they can't do that anymore. So there's definitely an implication. It's like it's like some of the shadier BLs that I read, where it's like, oh well, I'm not gay. I just horrible things have happened to me, and it's just trauma that now I am reliving um, in my through my sexuality uh, as a problem. So it's curious, but he is definitely obsessed with Michael. Oh, yeah. He's obsessed with Michael. So Michael shows up, beats the shit out of him, is choking him, and then he apologizes? (laughs) Like After, like, he's, like, at the edge of his life, and then he stands in the doorway, Michael's, like, all sad and exasperated. He's like, I'm sorry, okay? I I was mean to you. I shouldn't have said those things, and I'm sorry. It's over. And then he storms out. Then he goes back home to his family. He has a daughter. A, a
1: nerd daughter.
0: A nerd daughter. He has her, ner- her nerd daughter who needs her PC so she can do her science or whatever. And then he has his wife and uh, she just reacts to things. And, <laughs> and uh, one day, I love this trope. I love this trope that happens in these films where the stalker finds a way. Um, they, they insidiously infiltrate the household. Yes. Through the permission of another an, an unknowing member They're of the house.
1: Invited in.
0: Yes, like a vampire. Like a vampire. A vampire. <laughs> so I love that. I love that it always happens.
1: Yeah. Meet your new grandma or whatever. It turns around and it's like <laughs> Glenn close. <Yeah. laughs>
0: I, that's my favorite part of Fatal Attraction when she impersonates the grandma. <laughs> like,
1: this is vampire. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And she does the cool whip face and she goes, hello, hello, <laughs> and, and, while boiling the bunny. Yeah. People don't talk about that scene enough. Everyone <laughs> talks about the bunny or the bathtub, but not the cool whip face. And exactly. grandma, the grandma wig. Um so anyway. So she he Carrie look at what is gender ask judith butler carrie has infiltrated the household as a, a fence painter <laughs> um, to cover up the graffiti that he painted because he's painting shit like michael you're gay or whatever <laughs> he's like writing things on signs and nobody everyone's like what does this mean michael uh and michael won't tell anyone because he's already been shamed at work and he can't let his wife know that he tried to jerk off it's <laughs> <And> so <laughs> <laughs> Let alone that he was so stupid that he called man line instead of main line, uh, and mistook Carrie for a woman. So, so he gets he infiltrates the household. He paints the fence. He kills the cat. He writes another scary sign. He runs off with the daughter, and and then pushes her on a swing set, and she goes around the world and falls off the swing set. <laughs> Somehow she, he drops her off near the house. She gets home. Then they're like, this needs to end. And then they realize, they get another phone call and it's Carrie sweating and hyperventilating up in the bedroom. And the call's coming from inside the house. So he makes his family leave and then they have a showdown and they, they fight, it's a knife versus a baseball bat. And then, um, and then he stabs Carrie and then the police come and they're like, even though Michael himself has been stabbed, they're like you're good to go, because they gave him a blanket, and then it literally just ends, <laughs> and and uh, something is learned.
1: My favorite part of the movie. Well, I have two favorite parts, of the movie, <laughs> if I may. It's first of all when Carrie goes. The guy who works at the dive bar, <clears throat> who put his gave him the ranch dressing swirly. Uh, have you ever given a girl a ranch dressing swirly? <laughs> Carrie goes back to see him because I guess he has, he's an ex-con as well and has connections or whatever. And so the bar owner walks up to Carrie and says, you look like puke. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, where, that's where you connected. But yeah. Uh, and then the other part that I loved was at the end during the showdown where Carrie cuts the lights to the house and everything. And it's just him and Michael in the house. And he's like taunting Michael you know, he's disappeared and he, and Michael doesn't know where he is. And so he's just like, I'm over here, Michael. And Carrie was like running around the house and he had like the pitter-patter of like doll feet. And so he'd be like, Michael, where am I? <laughs> it was like
0: Annabelle or something. Is this Brahms? <laughs>
1: it was totally in Brahms' feet. And I rewound it. It was so good. Michael, where can you find me? (laughs) I just love (laughs) Dolphin. It did not sound like a man of any stripe or even a child. It was pure Zuni fetish doll running around. Yes. Yes. And that made the whole thing worth it.
0: It's so good. My favorite parts. I loved um, the Liza Minnelli art teacher receptionist at Michael's (laughs) workforce who says, i have a power with el (laughs) cheapo i liked that i liked when um carrie explains why he went into prison to begin with he says you know why they put me away for robbing a milk store (laughs) (laughs) to which i said milk store canada right what is a milk store and i tried thinking do we even have an equivalent? is there such a thing here like, uh, I was like, yeah, the Dairy Porium. And I'm like, no, that's not, that doesn't exist. What? It's a
1: milk store. <laughs> no, I've never heard of a milk store. I've never even heard of, like, an artisanal milk store. Like, no, Portland, Oregon does not even have an artisanal milk store. This does not exist. <laughs> Maybe it's maybe it's Canadian Ooh. lingo for like a convenience store.
0: That's I was wondering. I was like, is that a Canadian bodega? Right. Is a milk store? So Canadians, inform us. We are asking for solutions here for answers. What is a milk store and yeah. why?
1: <laughs> it is the milk store in the room with you right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the milk store of my heart. No. <laughs> <So, laughs> The romance Canadian made for TV (laughs) movie. They made it a milk store,
1: a meat. meat She goes home for Christmas (laughs) to get away from her busy job in Toronto. She goes to the milk store, and the man in the plaid shirt putting the milk bags on the shelf, they lock eyes. (laughs) They lock eyes, and they they go have (laughs) poutine.
0: While a mime is stuck in a box,
1: yeah, and then they go watch David Cronenberg's *The Brood*.
0: (laughs) Canada, one (laughs) hundred
1: and (sighs) one. Yeah, so that's this movie. Yeah, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Michael has a kind of Jerry Lundegaard quality to him. (sighs) Oh, you know William H Macy in *Fargo*. Yes, but not funny.
0: Yes, he's. very serious, yeah, and upset all the time.
1: I thought, wouldn't this movie have been interesting? And perhaps it would have to move out of the made-for-TV realm to be. It could be. We could get William Friedkin. It could. This could be Cruising Two.
0: Oh, Friedkin loves a, a a gay intrigue.
1: Give me a leather tank top. <laughs> let me loose. <laughs> but wouldn't it have been interesting if Michael really was? Purposefully calling the man lying.
0: I thought and the exact then, same thing. And
1: then had gay panic, and so he was like, "DL, gay man," or you know, hadn't quite figured it out yet, or was scared and nervous.
0: I thought the exact same thing because, I mean, well, when you look at the historic, when you look at historical instances of uh, gay stories. That then get adapted or look at any Tennessee Williams thing and it's like, oh, like, you know, Paul Newman is Brick, but now Brick's just like sad for no reason. <laughs>
1: yeah, I twisted my ankle. or whatever. Yeah.
0: Oh, I hurt my ankle. It's not yeah. that I'm in love with my best friend and, and yeah. el- gorgeous Elizabeth Taylor's demanding I fuck her. Like how they how they straight wash those stories. Uh, this feels like maybe there was a earlier draft or a more daring draft where he does enjoy it and he actually seeks that out. And there is a there is because it's like how is this a problem? He literally made a mistake and was too stupid to understand.
1: Like you said, he doesn't want to tell his wife he was going to jerk off. Like- yeah. It's cra- like he, when he finally does, like when it gets to the point where he has to tell her, he's like, I'm sorry, I love you so much. Like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it also, here's the thing is there's this also this shot early on. It's like his wife is vaguely housewife horny. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says to him at one point, It's been a long time since we've done it. And so they do it. And she's like, into it kind of and then they show michael and he's not into it
0: they're they're having love scene right cut yeah. to his face and he's just like staring at the wall yeah like it's like it's like exactly what you expect from those scenes where it's the man enacting his desire and the woman is just putting up with it Mm-hmm. because spousely duties or whatever
1: yeah except it's Role reverse, gender reverse, and this is before he makes the phone call. And so it's like it would all track if it was like if he was actually gay. But the fact that this movie won't even come out and say that Carrie is actually gay. Yes. Like he's a bit of a bossy bottom through this whole thing. He clearly (laughs) is into like, (laughs) he loves like the uh, spank me daddy kind of stuff. But it's like, is this just weird like childhood stuff from his father? And he's mm-hmm. not really gay, is he? Gay, and the stuff happened with his father? Like, uh, so there's just so much unsaid that it.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's it feels like it is to some element built in, but they're too afraid to acknowledge it, which perfectly makes sense for 1989, made for TV, but it would make it work. a little bit more versus like It
1: it would be a much more interesting movie.
0: Because then they just have to rely on like, well he's embarrassed for a mistake and Carrie is offended that he got called a sick bastard.
1: He just, it's like Michael was the final straw for Carrie.
0: Oh, it's a falling down.
1: Because, you know, he got his, he got the ranch swirly. (laughs) His mother won't talk to him. He's down on his luck. You know, nobody's ever nice to him. He says that at one point. And so I think maybe it was just one more, which is too bad because Carrie got the job at the man line and was apparently very
0: good at his job. The the operator said he had never had a customer call back and say, what a great job they've done. So good he is at that. Which would maybe imply that he is uh, actually gay. Right. If he's, like, really A-plus at Manline.
1: Yeah. I love that it's just in the white pages. Oh. It's
0: so good. I love when they cut to Manline and they're all just sitting at their little desks. And you just hear, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It doesn't... It still doesn't approach the queen from the the main line at the beginning, who's just full... Oh!
1: But oh, my God! <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's so good. Love her. Yeah. Love so, him. you know, Michael never explains to his friend, like, oh man, I tried to, I was going to jerk off, right? I called the wrong number. <laughs> that's all i would have taken. But instead friend yeah. is like, oh, you don't have to explain anything. I see He's like total three's company.
0: Yeah. His friends, his boss, they, the co- the company they all think Oh well, okay. Well he's in denial about this gay affair he had at the conference. So it's like, well, everyone else thinks that, so why can't why can't the movie think that? But product of its time, product of its of its medium. The medium is the message or whatever McLuhan <laughs> okay, meant by that. Thank you, McLuhan. <laughs> um
1: uh, yeah. There you go.
0: It's literally the movie.
1: It's like yeah, <laughs> and how I feel about it.
0: Yeah, same. The for me, the pacing just dragged. Um, and and it, it and it. I think for me, the appeal. Like I enjoyed a lot of aspects of this movie. I enjoy the novelty of this story and seeing a. You know, I love that story, as we've been talking about with these films, seeing the story, the different. The different interpretations of a woman becomes obsessed with a man and destroys his life that we see a gay version of that is or arguably gay version that's kind of interesting. But yes, Um but it does just make me long for. Well, what if Tracy Gold was in <laughs> Meryl Streep putty playing Carrie? Mm. <laughs> what well, I just I think for a Lifetime to really work, I need a queen, right? And by that I mean a um, a woman that does a lot of made for TV.
1: Well, it didn't have the. What propels, what makes the Lifetime movie more than even just your cinematic thriller. Didn't didn't have the level of cheese to it. But thank you for the recommendation regardless. It's a definitely something of a novelty, I would say.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, I'm glad I watched it. Me too. Staying away from dive bars with bowls of ranch dressing on <laughs> tables, that's for
0: sure. If we've learned anything today... It is that. Stacy. with all of that said, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block?
1: I absolutely am, please.
0: The chopping block! It's our question and answer game here on Gaylords of Darkness. Uh, we pose question no no anthony just stick with the thing we I come up
1: Try to be fancy
0: we present each other with three categories of horror movie related trivia we choose one category and we are then subjected to five questions that we have 10 seconds to answer for each individual question unless one of us calls out i want the wig whereupon um well the classic Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 to... What? Whoa. Whoa! From the 1981 film Halloween 2. That's what happened. <laughs> Holy it was because the, there was another number and my brain is very broken today. Still Anthony. Uh, still, Thank you, Benjamin Buttons. Um, Appears... <laughs> manife- woman manifests upon thy head which confuses our non-binary executioner the heads they, I almost forgot that name too, and earns you, it's been two weeks, it earns you an additional 10 seconds just to answer that one question. If you get everything right, you're a winner. If you get anything wrong at any point, time's up, game's over, you're dead. Your head is off your body.
1: That is the game. I don't know who goes first, obviously. Who cares? If you want to ask first, that's great. If you want to answer first, also great.
0: Wow, it's like free, love, anything goes here in Gaylord's Manor today.
1: Swap it or sell it. I don't care. That's, do you think, swap it or sell it? I'm not interested in swapping.
0: That sounds, how many of those tractors are, is this like Wayfair? It's actually like the $30,000 cabinet? (laughs) Is actually a tractor, is actually a woman named Melinda? (laughs) Okay, I'll go first. Oh, I'll ask you first. How about that?
1: Okay, okay, there we go.
0: Okay. All right. Um, okay, so one might argue, but Anthony, you had so much time off, you could have yeah. surely come up with three new categories. Wow. To which I would say, I hear you. <laughs> but alas, you have three old categories returning from the vault of chopping block questions today. Your categories are Just Hot Enough for TV. It keeps coming back. I know we both have this category, but this is all about made-for-TV horror films. Imagine that. Hmm. Your next returning category is Problematica, which is all about arguably problematic depictions of LGBTQ horror film characters. And your third category, in honor of everyone tagging us because there's a new Arrow Blu-ray release of .com for Murder. Which, for some reason, the cover does not have five different fonts on it. The flip side does. The reverse cover does.
1: Really? The, yeah, the reverse of the sleeve is the original.
0: I'm so happy to know this because that means they care and they're preserving history.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> um, in honor of that release coming out, which I am excited for because that movie is um, perfection. Yeah, it is. <laughs> your third returning category is Masterakis of Horror, which is all about the <laughs> filmography of Nico Masterakis. So, once again, your categories are Just Hot Enough for TV, Problematica, or Masterakis of Horror.
1: Mmm. Let's go problematica.
0: Okay.
1: I enjoy a problematic depiction of just about anything.
0: So in this category, I Stacey loves the problematic. I do. She loves I actually do too. Honestly, I prefer it Give me Lydia Tar any day, people. Thanks. <laughs> So, in this category, I name an arguably anti-LGBTQ depiction of a character from a horror film, and you tell me the movie. We've talked about these all the time. They're... I think you'll get all of these. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Number one. No, we'll see if you get this. Number one. Louis' friend doesn't care about anagrams. He only (laughs) cares if you're a size 14. Oh, you tell me the movie.
1: Oh,
0: weird. (laughs) Sounds (laughs) Sounds <laughs> lame. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Bonus points. <laughs> Bonus points for the for the, the the boys. Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Number two. Oh, I think this came up on a previous category. Well, oh, but what we talk about Buffalo Bill every day, so that's fine. Number two. Novelist Catherine Trammell was protested with fury by early '90s gay activists, but her crimes did not include by erasure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm, basic instinct ding 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 ding
0: i've been really wanting to rewatch that number three handsome playboy jerry dandridge just bought a new house with his own live-in carpenter as one does oh
1: uh fright night
0: <laughs> ding 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 number four i've never known how to say their names so bear with me Say goodbye to Leopold and Lieb Loeb? Loeb, I
1: think.
0: Say goodbye to Leopold and- Thank you, Stacey. (laughs) Say goodbye to Leopold and Loeb, and hello to Philip and Brandon. Just don't look in that chest when you're over for dinner.
1: Rope? Yes! Ding, ding, ding! Good job! It's probably- Because it's O-E, right? O-E. So- Technically, it'd probably be Lieb, because it's like Oedipus. You know, but... but
0: is it Lisa Lieb or Lisa Loeb?
1: It's Right, exactly. I think it's been anglicized. to so I Loeb.
0: feel that it should be Lieb. Yeah. You can tell them that. Thank you for backing me. I will tell the gay killers from a century ago. <laughs> like, get out your fucking Ouija board and go for it. You're saying your name wrong. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, Stacey, for all the money of which there is none. <laughs> Number five. In the first film, she's a creepy old lady with a candle. But in the second film, Rose Byrne finds out that he's the bride in black. Oh, brother. Insidious? <laughs> yeah, ding, 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 <sighs> ding. You didn't see that one, so I put Rose Byrne in there. But you know how she's like a scary old lady because James Wan's terrified of old ladies that are always yeah. played by men. Yeah. It turns out in that one, it's actually like a scary transcoded person.
1: really oh boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's... James Wan continues to win for yeah. the, the queer community. Yeah.
1: Love Rose Byrne.
0: Love Rose Byrne.
1: She's amazing. Did you ever watch Damages?
0: My favorite show of all time. Okay,
1: thanks. Oh, that's right. Was it wasn't... Isn't your computer name Patty Hughes? Yeah. Oh my God. How did you know that? Did I tell you
0: that? So we have talked about damages then. I'm behind you. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I won. Good job. Thank you. Nobody. I'm sorry. Not enough people talk about damages. Damages was fucking great. I actually have a tweet that is just saved in my Twitter drafts (laughs) where I'm just like, Why are all of you people still talking about Mad Men and Breaking Bad, but nobody is talking about damages? It's true. Misogyny.
1: Absolutely.
0: Glenn Close. Rose Byrne. Okay, one, what can't Rose Byrne do? Right. She is dramatic as all hell, and she is funny as all hell. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And Glenn Close, Patty Hughes is one of the greatest characterizations of all time. Absolutely. The finale was simultaneously heartbreaking and horrifying and hilarious. I love damages. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're right. Okay, it's your turn. And I did some effort this week. Oh, did you? Well kind of. Oh. <laughs> Basically you have three completely refreshed categories. <gasps> oh. These are categories you have faced before to various results but they're refreshed
0: already right. fresh
1: yeah so the first category i refreshed this one because one of our listeners mentioned it this past week on social media when we asked uh, for people to tell us their favorite episodes
0: which by the way thank you all
1: yeah that was great it was, was it really felt funny. like
0: christmas or this is your life
1: I love that people are like, oh, I liked this episode where one of you mentioned the word gum or whatever, because I don't fucking remember anything. But... <laughs> no, I had no idea what anyone
0: was talking yeah. about. I was like, we
1: said that? Okay. I know, but I was
0: like, but it sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I don't remember a thing. No. So it's amazing to me that listeners do. And, and also it's a cautionary tale.
0: It's very true. kind and humbling.
1: Yes. Yes. So a listener mentioned this category and so i'm bringing it back and this category is horror's finest pussies this category like i said is refreshed like a summer thieve uh <laughs> it's all about cats in horror what did you think it was about it's about cats in horror movies i'm looking for stuff in the answers okay oh <laughs> category two hello Who's calling, please? (laughs) This is all about uh, phone scenes in horror movies. I give you a line of dialogue that someone says on a telephone in a horror movie. You tell me the name of the movie. And the third category is perhaps one of the most challenging you've ever faced. But you must face it again. Oh, no. And this category is the or no the. (laughs) In which I give you the title of a movie, and you tell me if that title is supposed to start with the word the or not. So if I said thing, you would say the. It's supposed to start with the thing, like the thing. Yes. But if I said Silent Hill, you would say no the.
0: That can actually be very challenging. It can. I know people think that sounds easy, but that can be very challenging because so many of us misunderstand what titles actually are
1: a lot well you end up dropping the the a lot of times when you mention a movie silence of the lamps
0: exactly or it's it's all it's kind of similar to how i always forget or i have to remind myself that it's not courtney cox it's Courtenney cox
1: right <laughs> that's right all the time
0: it's similar
1: you never stop talking about her
0: love courtney cox courtenny <laughs> i'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Everybody go visit Anthony's Angel Fire page for Courtney Cox.
0: It's all Courtney Cox gifts.
1: <laughs> Except for the flame at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and the dancing baby from Ali McGee. Yeah.
0: I, I worked with what I had.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your refreshed categories are Horror's Finest Pussies, Hello, Who's Calling, Please, and The or No The.
0: These are so good, I have to go with Oh, I really want to go with the Arnova because now I just put out a big claim. But I, I have to go with the horror's Finest Pussies, please.
1: Hey, alright. Love cats.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Here we go. Horror's Finest Pussies. Question one. What is the name of the cat in the 1989 Canadian made-for-TV film The Phone Call? <laughs>
0: I got so scared, but it's blooper. Yes, it is. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I said, that's what you named your cat.
1: <laughs> okay. Question two. This is perhaps an essay question. <laughs> it's sad to think about Alice's cat in Friday the 13th* part two when she gets killed. What do you think happened to it?
0: I, I think, um, I think she's fine.
1: Oh, okay. Ding, ding, ding. Sure. I think...
0: I refuse to believe... (laughs) Thank you. I refuse to believe that Alice is dead or her cat. Okay. They're both alive and fine. That's fair. Everyone knows.
1: Okay. Question three! (laughs) Look at you. (laughs) This is genuinely a question I have. Oh! Because I was too lazy to look it up. Did we ever find out if anything happened to Jonesy from Alien? Like in part two, is Jonesy around at the beginning or anything?
0: Jonesy is around in the beginning of Alien, uh, of Aliens. Okay, I do. I have more than ten seconds.
1: Sure. Do I
0: have to ask for the wig? No. Okay.
1: No, because I just want to know.
0: <laughs> okay, so yes, so okay, it depends on what version you're watching. So in, a- I only know this because I do an Alien class.
1: That's why I figured I'd ask you. Thank I didn't you. Know.
0: So I'm not an authority, but I I've talked about this a lot. So jonesy and thank you for using her proper name <laughs> even though it's a boy um, jonesy uh survives at the end of alien right in the in the theatrical cut in
1: mm-hmm. which
0: ripley puts jonesy in the little cryo sleep tank with her however in ridley scott's director's cut the xenomorph stomps on jones what I know and there's that's why I will never watch the director's cut that's why I say it's not canon because we all know that Jonesy is an egalitarian survivor queen just like his mom so Jonesy then of course because he was so popular comes back as the beautiful ginger kitty that he was it is in aliens dollar sign (laughs) comes back (laughs) comes back in that movie um and then he is just left on the ship Uh, so Ripley leaves and then blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and then I guess at the end of the movie, she decides that because a woman's biological imperative is to have a child that she doesn't need to replace that gap within her with a cat anymore. And now she has new and then they go off in their escape pod. I see. So Jones probably... Well, Amanda Ripley never had kids, so Jones probably, you know, was taken care of with much love and lived a very long life on that space station where they had her.
1: I know I probably only would have had to watch the beginning of Aliens to find out the answer, but quite frankly, I didn't feel like it.
0: Thank you. There's an entire section of my class that's devoted to
1: this. I was like, like, well, Anthony will know. Okay, well, thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for asking.
1: Well, you saved me some time. You should still watch it.
0: Oh, I will. Honestly, though, Aliens, I don't think it's the great one, like everyone says it is.
1: It's a great movie.
0: It's a great movie.
1: Is it my favorite of them? No, I think the first one is my favorite. So. Okay, question four! <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. This movie
1: serves as a public service announcement. Kittens do not belong in ATMs.
0: <gasps> oh! 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 Oh, American Psycho. Yes. Okay. Oh, nice feed job. Feed me a stray cat. Yeah. Thank you, Guinevere.
1: <laughs> Question five. You'll get this one. It's very easy, I think.
0: This is when I died.
1: Could you sacrifice a kitten to save yourself the way Christine did in blank? <laughs> Drag me to hell. Yes no i could not i don't think i could
0: either i could never do that and look what good it did her
1: yeah didn't do shit
0: she got dragged to hell and now she's fucking maga all over the internet know, allison Loman full-on maga and she's not on real housewives of miami so we don't like her
1: <laughs> <That's> Right. <laughs> hey we both won oh my god i didn't
0: even realize yeah Congratulations,
1: we both won. Wow.
0: Look, we took some time off and we came back with fresh brains.
1: Yeah, which is unexpected because my brain feels a little soft. I'm sure it is coming across as soft as well.
0: There's angles of atrophy. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I'm proud of us. Good job. Good job. See, Lifetime Month is back, baby, and so are we.
1: I think it's going to continue.
0: It has to, right?
1: But it'll be about a woman next time, I think.
0: Yes. I can say that much. Yes.
1: I can say that much. Uh, in the meantime, Gaylords of D on Twitter, Gaylords of Darkness on Instagram. Use a Ouija board for Facebook. <laughs> we'll answer yes or no. Uh, <laughs> um, we have a website, Gaylords of
0: Stacey has an OnlyFans. <laughs>
1: Just private
0: it's just for you
1: yes only fans for only fan (laughs) (laughs) um okay well it's nice to be back it is so thank you for listening Ha, <laughs> ha,